The Trilogy Podcast with Vin and Scott. Three movies, two men, one podcast. He's so funky. Funky. We want the funk. His name is Scott. His name is Vin. That's right. And we're both two funky fellows. And uh, what we're doing today is we're welcoming you to the Trilogy Podcast. Funking it up. All right, Scott. The only (laughs) podcast in the universe devoted strictly to trilogies. No Mm. reboots, no straight to video. Mm -mm. Trivia, facts, debate, and more to hell with the movie if they made for Scott. How are you on this Halloween week? I am well, you know, I'm feeling the spirit. I'm feeling the Halloween spirit. Spooky time. I know fun that time. music was playing just then you were up and dancing and you Yeah, I'm a little uh I'm I'm a little out of breath here. You know, I'm not gonna lie. So yeah, what are your plans for this Halloween? Uh, I, I don't really have uh, plans. Uh, I plan to throw together a costume in two days, okay. uh, as per usual. Right. Um, and then uh, find myself drunk somewhere. Oh, so you're just going to walk around in costume looking for an adventure? Oh, no. Well, I'm, I mean, I'll pick a place where I'm going to go. So either way, the costume's the most important thing, not the plans. Well, sure. You can't show up without a costume if you're going to a costume thing on Halloween. We would be remiss if we didn't mention that we are doing a trilogy for this trilogy podcast yes. that um, directly relates to the holiday season. Yeah. and I don't We like to be current. We like we to... Do. Have we even alluded to what that trilogy no we have not all right it is a thriller mm-hmm. and um that movie is the purge the purge i think that may be our most recent trilogy scott that we've done so far yeah pretty, um, pretty especially recent. since there's a new one coming out next, next year, year and yeah. we're trying to get this in under the wire but right. for now this bad boy is a trilogy and we're gonna cover it this halloween for you hell yeah the new movie coming out is a prequel is it yeah yeah that's what i heard so. as well uh, okay, so let's go through uh, sort of our our chores here. First and foremost, what kind of a trilogy is this? Uh, trilogy Bot's going to officially tell us. All Great. Right? He's, uh, he's so the man to ask. He's not really a man. He's a robot. He's the bot to ask. He's the bot to ask? Bot. You know, so you're short for robot. Oh. Short for Robotnik. You know what? This is a, a <laughs> Comic-Con, buddy. Okay, that here's the Trilogy Bot. These trilogies are cheap and scary, like Scott's asshole. And they are not in any way dependent upon stars, but rather dependent upon the gimmick. When that gimmick is a killer, usually producers don't stop at three movies. Oh, the horror. Oh, the horror. <laughs> the horror. What's that from? What's that originally from, the expression, oh, the horror? I don't know. That's not when the, um, the Zeppelin <coughs> crashed and the guy was screaming, right? That's Oh, the Humanity. Close enough. It, I mean, it's close, but he was more talking about like, oh my God, all the people are being killed. You yeah, know? this is... Are you looking up the Oh, the Horror reference? I'm going to, yeah, while we're, while we're talking. Why not? We'll look it up. Because, because that's I the feel name like of this that. kind of a trilogy. One of our clever little names. Origin of the Horror. The Horror. This phrase is found in Joseph Conrad's Heart of Darkness. Oh, that's right. I feel like um, in reading about the making of Apocalypse Now, um, that, that came about. That came about. I know that, that it was based upon that book. It's a thriller. It's, it's a thriller or a horror. We'll go with either thing here. Horror being something that's more into the gore factor, the right. classic 
you know, gross out gore type of a movie. Whereas a thriller is more about, uh, you know, edge of your seat, the scares, the jumps, the right. fear. Right. And there's crossover there naturally. And, and you know, I, I will say like most horror movies, it is, it's a gimmick mm-hmm. and they just play it out and play it out and play it out. But at the same time, horror movies are defined by their gimmick. What's the different thing about this? Right. You know, what kind, what are we dealing with? Supernatural? Is this a normal guy? Sure. Is he a murderer? What's the circumstance? Yeah, and that defines those series of movies. Certainly. And it also is worth mentioning that these movies oftentimes are not trilogies. We just said it because they're so cheap to make, so not reliant upon star power, but rather right. the idea, the genre, the fear factor, if you will, that goes along with it, right. that they keep churning them out once the first one is successful. Few few people have become big stars from uh, horror movies, but like very, very few. You see a couple of celebs, uh, a couple of big stars. Johnny Depp is the one that comes to mind from Nightmare on Elm Street. Back Kevin Bacon was in the first... Um, Tremors. Friday the 13th. Oh, Friday the 13th? Oh, yeah, it took an arrow through the neck from underneath the bed. One of the best killings of that movie. Ah. So. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Um, all right, but The Purge. All right, the Purge. But not so much anymore, though. What do you mean? With uh, Not that many people these days do horror movies and then become Not so stars. much. You saw in the early 2000s they did a remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre where, where, where Matthew McConaughey was in it. Yeah. A couple of other stars. Yeah. Something like that, maybe. And then, um, and of course, we're going to get to it when we talk about some other... Um, Oh, the horror trilogies, something like uh, The Human Centipede, which was a popular trilogy in the last 10 years. You had, because it was such a pop culture gory piece of business, you had right. celebrities that wanted to be in it. Yeah. All right. I'm dreading that. I know you are. Every I'm time dreading. I mention that eventually we're going to have to get to it, you make a face and yet. Yeah, maybe like two Octobers from now. Maybe this is a little fantasy of yours instead. No, I, the poop. I, I don't like the poop in the mouth. They like poop in <laughs> well, each other's mouths. It's it's not something I'm looking for. How many of us can say they do? <laughs> okay, look, the purge. The first one came out in 2013. The second one, Purge Anarchy, 2014, mm. in the next year. Don't see that too often anymore. It just tells you how cheap and easy they are to make. Yeah. At the end of the day. And they probably and, greenlit it before the movie first one was no released. No question. That first movie was made extremely cheaply. Yeah. And it made a lot of money. And the second and third, the third one was Purge Election Year 2016. Right. The second and third um, made even more money than the first one. Really kind of exploded onto the scene, the pop cultural scene. Yeah. The director for The Purge is James DeMonico. Yes. I also, I believe he also writes all of them too. He's mostly a writer. He's mostly a screenwriter. And before this, not famous for too much. You know what he was famous for, Scott? What's that? Jack. He wrote Jack. Ah, you know what? I did find that in my my research. Francis Ford Coppola was the director. I want to hear a manly rip. Show us what you're made of. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, just just warming up. Just clear my throat. I feel it down below. (laughs) There really wasn't any one actor that was in all three, except for... uh, the one, the black guy in the first. The, one. the they call him the stranger. The stranger. In the first movie. He makes a very tiny appearance in the second yeah. one, and then he's the back. one that they they bring into the house and right. and help because they bring into the house hunted. and help. The son brings to the house and helps, which starts the whole thing. Starts all yeah. the. Um, and then he's he's brought back in a big way in the third one. He's kind of the only linking character. Indeed, right. this is the kind of trilogy where the link is is really the, the story that's created, the universe that's created. Right. These are all three stories that take place in the same dystopian universe, the right. same dystopian future. and um, Not that far ahead in the future. But yeah. and listen, trust me, I, I think there's much to be said. We're going to talk in a minute about yeah. dystopian oh, futures. Oh, we'll, we'll dive in. But I think that's also worth mentioning as far as the actors go. 
that um, whereas you had stars like Ethan Hawke and uh, uh, Lena Hetty. Lena Hetty. What's, what's he- funny? Hetty, I think. I thought her name had an L in it until I did this. <laughs> That's Hedley. I thought it was Hedley. <laughs> I really did. Yeah. Um, who we know, of course, from Game of Game Thrones. Game of Thrones. She's right. uh, Queen. Uh, well, depending on who you ask, but uh, Cersei. She plays yep. Cersei. Lannister. Um, and, she, and her husband is played by Ethan Hawke. Shame. 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 All right. Yes. They play the Sandin family in this purge Ethan Hawke does a lot of these horror movies Ethan Hawke is such a strange actor to me. Ethan Hawke seems like a guy who wasn't supposed to be a movie star, but he slipped through the cracks and everyone was just like, okay. And then he's in a movie that kind of blew him up was maybe Reality Bites. When I was uh, when I just went to college in like '93, and it kind of ushered in the Generation X. That was like one of the Gen X movies. Reality Bites singles. These were Gen X yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like Kevin Bacon light. If yeah, you ask me. I had a, I didn't really care for. Him. There's not much weight behind it. We're gonna talk to, about him a lot more in depth um, because he is the star of another trilogy. The uh, Twilight yeah. before sunset, sunset after yeah. after sunrise. after sunrise or something. I'd have I to think. I have to look it up. Yeah. Each name, but that's a love beyond story. sunset. Trust me, we'll save that one to, to the end. Yes, but uh, with the human centipede. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> those will be back to back weeks. Yes, <laughs> and we'll realize these movies aren't too different at the end of the day. What is this? What are you doing to us? And he has that sort of clipped way of talking to where he's like, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, you know, so, you know, yeah. yeah, kind of clipped with, yeah. He just seems un- unbelievable to me every time he does something. I'm like, what? that's not what a human person would do. But when he's describing this whole super mensch idea behind the purge and his kind of, yeah, that's way, that's yeah, it's great, you know, make a lot of money. Make, make, make love easier, it helps, helps us, people get angry. You're like, okay, just, just enough already. Yeah. Um, okay, just rounding out the, the cast of the, the first one. Yeah. Uh, you got the son. Who um, is the son on um, one of the sons is on Parenthood? I think the oh. son is in Parenthood. That's why he's famous. Oh, okay. Okay, the one you know, the one that has the electrical yeah. device. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's kind of interesting looking. The one who fucks everything up the whole movie. Really kind of messes everything up for the family. Yeah. Um, and then the villain is played by a guy named Rise Wakefield. Mm. I just wanted to say that it's a a Rise R R H Y S. Is that how that's Reese? 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 Maybe. Yeah. I think. Wh- whatever. Okay. Whatever. Because there's that other guy, Reese. Okay, just. Darby? Reese? What am I saying? Witherspoon? That's a girl. No, 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 no. There's another. Rise Davies is the other actor you're thinking of. But I don't think it's right. I think it's Reese Davies. Okay, good. I'm glad that I've been saying it wrong my whole life. Okay, in the second second movie, you can tell me something about this actor, this Frank. Frank Grillo. Yeah, because he's a superhero guy. Yeah, right? he uh, he was in. He's been in the Captain America movies. He was in uh, Winter Soldier. I don't think he's in the first one. He was in Winter. Oh no, because it was in like the 30s or whatever, 40s. Uh, he's in Civil War as well. He was a bad guy. He's a bad guy. He plays uh, in the second movie. He gets like a gets basically a building dropped on him by uh, Captain America as he's trying to escape because he's working for Shield trying to get him. So then he kind of turns into a bad guy and becomes this character, Crossbones. Okay. And in the last we saw him was the beginning of Civil War, and he kind of blew himself up. Uh, but he, like, flew into a building, and then, All like, right. it exploded. So, like, 
a lot of people have said he's probably still alive. They'll probably bring him back. And I hope they do, because I actually, I, I kind of like Frank Grillo. So we're definitely going to wind up covering him when we discuss uh, that Captain America trilogy. That's correct. the main part of yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, I didn't mind necessarily in this in these movies. It's okay. Right. Um, I, I felt like you reminded me, uh, his demeanor was reminiscent to me of the Sin City guys. That sort of... Yeah. Uh, not Marv kind so much of, as the other yeah. guy from Sin City. That sort of, I don't know, that sort of square-jawed have to get the job done stoicism was it the the bruce willis character not the bruce willis character it's uh there was the, and then clive the owens other, character? The clive owen character yeah maybe maybe that mixed with the marv character again that kind of square jawed silent but deadly moving yeah. forward gotta finish the job right i didn't mind him yeah all right um, other famous characters in this trilogy nobody else really in two that was famous carmen ijogo she played credit scott king twice hmm. consulted credit scott king <laughs> On one of those occasions. Oh. I guess on the other occasion, she was just like, fuck it. Yeah. And a third movie, we had uh, the famous uh, Michael T. Williamson. Bubba. Bubba Gump. Bubba Gump. He made an appearance. Michael uh, uh, M.K. Williams? Michael Kenneth Williams? Oh, as the uh, resistance leader. Yeah. Is that his name? No, I don't know if that's his name. I didn't write it down. I but he's, uh, he's like he was the, also Omar on The Wire. That's right. That's right. And, for and reason, uh, he then later the, on Boardwalk Empire as well. He was Chucky White. Okay. So he plays that resistance leader that's anti the purge. Yeah. 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 Um, and he kind of disappears. And obviously did not want to return for the third movie. I think they mentioned him in passing the third yeah. movie. And they bring back the original the, guy, the, the stranger, stranger from the full blown yeah. as the head of the entire thing. Right. And he's, yeah, he's in the second. He's like his second in command or something in the second one. That's right. I forgot all about that guy. Okay. And in the third movie, like I said, Michael T. Williamson, Bubba, Bubba, Bubba Gum, comes back. Well, not Bubba Gum, but... What? His name's not... Bubba. I said Bubba Gum, but his name's not Bubba Gum. Bubba Gum is the name of the company. That's right. He's it's Bubba. Benjamin Buford Blue, something like that. Yeah, okay. And they I think call him Bubba. You're right. You're right. I made, I made a mistake. But you knew what I meant, right? Yeah. Well, they're not married, is what I'm saying. That would have been frowned upon, Scott, you really... Think, I don't know. Back then. Okay. Elizabeth Mitchell <laughs> plays the senator... You know her from Lost. You from know her Lost, from the Santa yeah. Claus movies. She's Julia, I think, from Lost. Yeah, another trilogy that we're going to have to cover is the Santa Claus movies. These trilogy actors yeah. cross over, man. They cross over yeah. in a big way. Um, so that's really, again, these are your noteworthy cast members. And frankly, there aren't many. This is a, a thriller. So honestly, the cast members don't really have to be famous. I could just as well have said 10 other people and it wouldn't have mattered. These movies would have made as much money. Right. Um, but I think it's worth definitely discussing this kind of film, the old dystopian future world. Yeah. So I, I think before we begin the movies, we got to get to the, uh, my little plot description. You know, I'm rude. I was already to start talking about dystopian futures and we don't, we don't even know what these movies are we about. We got to give you a quick rundown. What are these movies about, Scott? I'll tell you again, before we get into this, uh, you know, some spoilers ahead. Obviously, you should have watched the movies. Um, you know what? I'm, I'm going to give you a real bare bones plot. We don't do so that. we don't give a damn if we ruin it for people. Right. But I'll try to be as there's no vague logical reason as possible. to listen to this podcast if you've not seen these movies. But here we go. Go. We'll start with the Purge. In a future America, where all crime is legal for one night, we meet a rich white guy who makes a ton of money selling home security systems. You might even say he made a killing. <laughs> <laughs> I might say that. Oh, me. <clears throat> when the night comes, 
Him and his family try to wait out at home, but after helping a man being hunted, they become the target of a group of rich white murderers. The rich white murderers break into the home, kill the rich white man, and are about to kill the rest of the family when the neighbors show up and dispatch, <laughs> dispatch the rich white murderers, only to try and kill the rich white family for petty grievances. The hunted man reappears. <laughs> the grievances are quite petty. They're, they're extremely petty. They're like, kind of... oh, we, we gave you all that money to keep our home safe, and now you're going to build a you're thing. You're doing like, really well. Yeah, but I kept all your home safe, and now you're, what? <laughs> That's good. Uh, the hunted man reappears and saves the rich white family. The mother decides not to kill the neighbors and waits out the remainder of the night. That was the purge. And morally, everything is correct. And everything's fine now, all yes. Right. It's all, the, we're all even after that. The good old Sandin family. Uh, and then, of course, the second movie, The Purge Anarchy. In the same world from the first one, an ex-military <laughs> man... <laughs> that's, that's what you went with in the I didn't same, feel like going into the whole description. In the same world from the first one. <laughs> You remember that? Okay, good. We're going to keep going. Go. Great. In the same world from the first one, an ex-military man on a mission stumbles across some victims of a government man and his death squad. The military man makes a deal to protect them and get them to safety in exchange for a vehicle because he's got somebody to kill. But when they arrive... <laughs> it's a cool line, right? That's a good line? <laughs> but when they arrive, it's revealed that there is no car and it was all a ruse. They all get kidnapped by a gang that sells them to rich white people, who auction them off to be hunted. The military man kills off the rich white people with the assistance of a group against the night of killing, and they escape. The military man reveals he's off to kill a man who killed his son in a drunk driving accident. <laughs> Had to ramp up the drama there, I thought. It was ridiculous. As soon as he says that, you're like, drunk driving? <laughs> you're like, oh, come what? on. Well, because we can't hate him. Can't, you justify you know, to kill him not during the purge. <laughs> okay. He ends up sparing the man, which pays off when the man saves his life from the government man. Convenient. That's the purge anarchy. All right. And here we go, finishing it off. The third movie, Purge Election Year. In the same world as the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> In the same world as the other ones. While at the same time, in our world, it is election year. <laughs> right. Paralleling our world. Oh, no. In the same world as the other ones, a senator who, as a young girl, watched her family murdered, is running for president and hopes to end the night of killing. But the politicians in charge decide to have her killed on the night of killing, and the senator and her secret service agent, who was the military man in the second one, flee only to team up with some of the senator's supporters. They seek help from a group against the night of killing who plan on assassinating the current president. The senator is kidnapped by the government and brought to a church to be sacrificed. The Secret Service agent and the anti-night of killing group arrive and rescue her, where she convinces them not to kill the president. <laughs> Two months later, the senator wins the election and there are riots across the country, presumably creating a purge all the time scenario. Ah, so it's always a purge, you see? Yes. Purge, I think that's why this next one has to be a prequel, because it's like, well, that's sort of it. How do we leave the country? Right. Like, how do, like what is it just going to be, like, a war-torn, right. you know, purge all the time so, now? So, so then that's kind of where we are then. So, do you, what do you think of these kinds of movies with this 
this predicted future, this dystopian future. Uh, you know, that's the last time in this entire podcast I'll be saying the word dystopian. I like dystopian. That's but I'm not going to say it again. We've said it like eight times already. Okay. All right. It's ridiculous. Um, this sort of horrible future. Yeah. What do you think of this kind of a film? Because I can rattle off a couple very quickly now since I wrote them down. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, I, I usually... Yeah, I mean, it depends. But I usually like them, I think. Um, with these ones, though, it's like too soon in the future for this to have ever to happened. Real. Yeah. Yeah. Like something so like... more um, of a political commentary or they're, they're trying to make more of a commentary than they are trying to make a, a sci-fi movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And, and Half-assedly, ham-handedly. Yeah. I, I feel like the series changes after the first one, too. Oh, it, it, you know, the series actually evolves in a bad way from the first one. Yeah. It evolves in a bad way. But you know what? I just want to throw out a couple more of movies that sort of are like this. Because I personally yeah. like movies that have rules and parameters. Right. These kinds of future worlds that yeah. have a, their yeah, own set of rules. Yeah. Um, so a couple of movies come to mind. Um, Hunger Games. Hunger Games. In sure. a big way. Um, Running Man. And I think the Running Man is directly ripped off in the second movie. In a yeah. big way. Um, Demolition Man. And of course, the Matrix. Love Demolition Man. Demoli well, De well, Demolition Man takes it. I could do six podcasts about completely Man. different sort of alternate future. It's, yeah. it's the opposite thing. Everything, but it's great. far enough ahead that you're like everything could be completely different. That's fine. Everything is it's a perfect world instead of a horrible world. Right. But of course, you still have the the people living. But sometimes you need a horrible guy. You, you still know, have like... Dennis Leary eating rats and shit underground. With the... Right. So you still have that. This is a rat burger. Yeah. Good. Ooh. <laughs> um, so I like these kinds of movies in general. Uh, I don't know yeah. why we always have to like have such a horrible... And the future is always presumed to be a terrible place. Right. In, you know, in general. Sure. Because it's supposed to comment on something we're doing now that's going to affect us in the future. And again, since you know? this isn't a far in the future thing, it's really a direct commentary, especially since you're going to call the third election year. It's going right. to be, it's going to happen during an election year. It's going to feature a senator who is a white woman. Right. And who's basically being protected by minorities, saved right. by minorities, so she can speak for minorities. Yeah. It, and they got the whole religious aspect on their oh, side. It's clearly. Clearly Republican. Uh, oh, <laughs> All right, so you know what? Then, so let's put a cap then on sort of the, the thematic elements. Do you have anything you want to say about these future movies? I just thought it was worth mentioning some of these kind of Hunger Games. Yeah. Where they where there's a future where there's a weird thing that goes on, like an event, like the Hunger Games. We're going to put people in this scenario and they have to right. fight to the death. But the they Running Man, they do people have to fight to the death. Right. Yeah. But if you do a good job of explaining how it got to this, I, I think those movies can be successful. Want to talk about the movies? Let's do it. This is not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual purge sanctioned by the U.S. government. Um, we mentioned Ethan Hawke's stilted acting. And yeah, his... I don't... He has moments in this movie. There's the moment pretty early on uh, where uh, the boyfriend shows up and tries to kill him <laughs> and he shoots back and he immediately goes, did I hit Zoe? Did, did I hit Zoe? Oh, I didn't hit Zoe, did I? Like, it's like, terrible. You should be much more alarmed yeah, by screaming. this. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Meanwhile, did he, and did then he never finds out for like 40 minutes. Did the boyfriend think Zoe would be okay with him? 
Go to your father down just right there in the house and they're going to flee oh, together? Well, that goes to the larger point of why is the boyfriend in this movie? Listen. Why does that part exist what? at all? And exactly. They make the whole situation where they're saving the black guy happen at exactly the time the boyfriend is Right. It's As a distraction things. just so he can go hide in the it house doesn't make somewhere. any it's sense ridiculous. at all. It's meaningless. Again, yes. The, the expectation of the boyfriend was that the, the daughter would be okay with it? It's yeah. The father. People yeah. haven't completely I'll kill your dad life. and then we can be together. Like, Yeah, it's really strange. Yeah. It's, I guess it really just exists as another example of, like, this is the world that they live in. Is like that people could conveniently kill that one person they want to kill. Because that wasn't moment. really... It's an aha moment in the, for, uh, like, a scary moment in the first film. Like, all of a sudden, someone who... If, you know, if your eyes are open, you can tell he's a bad guy from the start of the film. Absolutely. Okay. All right. He snuck but into your house. I mean, he's up to no good. The same happens in the second movie when the Spanish lady guns down the other Spanish one because she's sleeping. Right. Or is that the third movie? It's a third, third, movie. Movie. third movie. But it's that same kind of scary, oh, we're all safe in here together. Yeah. No, we're not. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That kind of idea. It happens again. Ooh, we're scared. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Oh, you know what? I just wrote down this line. Um. I wrote, I'd get on a boat. I'd get on a boat during this. <laughs> get on a boat. Just get on a boat. Just get on a boat. Why aren't What about snipers, boat? though? On a boat, go sail to the ocean. What do you mean, snipers? They could, if you're like sitting out on your boat and then go more than a mile away, snipers not going to kill you from more than a mile away. I don't know. You know, they could be everywhere. Well, here's what I think what is, would the throw don't, of you don't have to go on a boat. What the ocean be? Go on vacation to Europe. Or any other country that does not participate in a purge. That's all you have to do. It's one day out of the year for you just to disappear. Just take a vacation. They mention it in passing in one of the movies. Go to Mexico for like a day. Don't they in one of the movies? Something about people are leaving the country. Yeah, they are. Because in the third movie when... Everyone should. I don't understand why anyone stays. In the third movie when the government is just directly taking the killing into its own hands. Yeah. I think one of the things they mention is that too many people are leaving the country or something. Right, because they need to call the, the population. You know, population. It's stupid. You got meanwhile. You got well, you got Ethan Hawke describing like survival of the fittest to his yeah. family in that dipshitty way that he talks, trying to sell it to his family. You meanwhile, you think by right. the time you'd think they grow up with him, totally sold on the purge, that he wouldn't have to explain it to them every single year. Yeah, because they grew up with it. They it's grew been, up with it. It's his business. It's been five years at least, I think, in the first one. That's like the fifth annual purge or something like right. that no it's ridiculous and what's i don't understand what's to stop people from murdering outside of the purge like what's to stop someone from just killing somebody anyway what what was this giant agreement that you're telling me the mafia no. gangs no. all these people no. they took a pledge no, they're like oh just, we'll only kill on this one no, day it's still illegal during other days but they never talk about if they say, that, oh, there's no crime. Like, no one's well, there's no murdered. crime, but I mean, I still think it's still illegal. They still have police on other days of the year. Right. But the mafia is going to stop and go, all right, we'll only kill one day a year. That's <laughs> it. Like, doesn't make any sense. I just, another really big flaw is that it's not just murder that is, that is legal. It's every crime. So yeah. why isn't there just, everyone would be stealing. People wouldn't be just... Killing people. They'd be right. robbing people. Yeah. You said the mafia before. The mafia is known for whacking people. But at the end of the day, the mafia is about stealing. Big time criminals steal. you, you didn't see that many like riots of people running out with TVs and stuff. And like, it's free. You can do that. Like They didn't show it at all. It seemed that it was only killing was the thing that was yeah. people were taking advantage of. Every crime is allowed. Everyone would be committing every crime. But I guess crime. somebody, if you're like a Best Buy or something, you got the money to... 
And that's the whole point, I guess, is if you have the money to protect your store because you can put up, you know, big right, steel walls you, and all that shit. I guess you could, but why isn't everyone breaking into people's homes? Again, people right. would be stealing. It coming, be yeah. a matter of running Right, like, why do you get a murder? Like, I can understand coming in, like, all right, I'm going to hold you all at gunpoint and just give me all your money and then I'm going to leave. And you don't have to die. You can close it up after I leave and that's it. Exactly. Well, that's the one thing is I can, uh, I can understand... Like, that it's just, uh, like, heightened reality. That it's absolute fucking ridiculousness. Like, it doesn't make sense that the neighbor's like, I'm gonna kill you because you put up a new addition on your house. Like, fuck <laughs> but, off with that. Like, nobody's gonna do that. It's supposed to stand for everything. Because once you get to the point where the black guys chased into the house and the white people are chasing him, we've got a class struggle. We've got a race struggle. Right. It's white privilege. Everything is covered in this one sort of giant act. Right. And, and, and I think that's sort of the point of the whole thing you know what i mean like the whole movie is supposed to be a way where we can have scenes of different classes clashing because of this craziness it kind of just i guess accentuates it so it's all at no the but scott they throw know? it away because what happens is in the first movie rich people rich white people i guess presumed are going out after poor minorities and poor people okay and they're killing them themselves to get this release right in the second one that's not what's happening in the second right. one, they are hiring other poor people to bring them poor people so they can, in a yeah. in a contrived game-like fashion, kill. Right. By the third one, it has evolved further to the point where it is now the government who is directly going out and killing people. Right. Okay. Well, it's funny because like, the government the first is one... going specifically after the senator, and now they have made it into a religion. Where right. it's no longer a game like the second one. It's now part of the sort of religious experience that the rich people and the government are intertwined with. And right. the haves versus the have-nots. Well, that's the thing. is like, at this point, you've hit every every note you can possibly hit with the purge. of like, And how would that affect politics? And how would that affect, you know... They're basically saying that white privilege has gotten to a point so much that in the future, the privilege will be that they can just... Kill black people. Whoever they want. That That's taking white privilege to a point, to an absurdist point where, you know, I Only mean... Only for one day, though, you know? So, uh, I noticed that uh, the in-house logic, the logic of how the house makes sense, doesn't make any sense. Oh, you mean how the house is laid out? Sort of, but also in the way that, like, so many people just disappear... For like, large portions of the movie, I'm and so then reappear that. out of nowhere, You're where right. it's like... How many fucking rooms do you have in this? Because I know you you're rich and you have this big cast. house. You have a limited cast, and for the effect of them jumping back out into a scene, you have to have right. them disappear for some reason. Yeah. So the kids sort of the kids got that little hidey hole, you know. Yeah, he's got he the hide. In. The little girl disappears because she's upset at the father when, he, for some reason, when the the boyfriend is gunned down after yeah. he attacks her. So and she just disappears. So it's like and doesn't come back and be like, "I'm alive. You didn't kill me. Right. Uh, so sorry, my boyfriend tried to murder you." <laughs> I wrote exactly those words, Scott. I wrote, kids keep disappearing. No one wants to stay together. So it's, <laughs> so it's uh, together. It's so they can suddenly pop back up again. That's yeah. exactly what it is. Because in a thriller, you need that, but you're in a clo enclosed house. It's like so aggravating, the whole movie. We're like, well, what about, where did those people go? There's too many people in play. There's too many things going on. And then like, even the end of the movie is like, we've added another group. Remember the neighbors from earlier? Like, <laughs> I think it was funny with Ethan Hawke was trying to convince his wife to torture the black guy who had already been 
Oh my god, yeah. yeah, yeah put, you, put your finger in there. Yeah, yeah. But then five seconds later, he's regretting the entire situation and he refuses I, I, to... I'm glad you said that because I had that written down <laughs> as well. I said, people's opinions changing every three seconds. <laughs> Where they're like, this isn't right. This is right. No, it's not right. But maybe it's right. Like, like just... These aren't twists. They're just not well-defined yeah. characters. Right. Don't pretend... They're flip-floppers. Exactly. They're trying... The movie tries to make it seem like, oh, it's the twist. We thought the character's one thing and not... And no, yeah. you just made a bad character. Right. And we just, it's transparent. Right. Um, I also wrote down um, the fight in the billiard room is a cool fight. The whole, the main fight that takes place in the Yeah, room. with Ethan Hawke when yeah. he's like dispatching all those guys. Yeah, cool that was cool. Finally, you got to a cool part in the movie. Yeah, like, I agree. Cool action part. That's what makes it the best You of promised the us movies. mayhem and we've seen none of it. We've seen the guys politely outside. They're like, we're gonna have to come in. Acting 101. Yeah. <laughs> we're evil, so we're gonna show it by being extra Our equipment nice. is on the way. Oh. And we're not even gonna bother with facial expression on the yeah. other actors just put them in masks just, yeah just throw masks on them because they are so bland and we're so upset by the black guy k- killing our friend that i'm gonna just murder another friend right in front of you so casually yeah. the first That's guy how crazy yeah, i am the first one bothered me so much i'm gonna torture you through the whole movie <laughs> the other one i just killed for no reason just no, to show no reason whatsoever just to show up he was yeah. the he was my second best friend the other guy was my first best friend. Yeah. And that's why I'm at your house, <laughs> wasting the whole night, my whole favorite night of the year, tormenting you. Bringing a truck, bringing a wench. I, I could be killing 80 people. I'm going to mess Seriously, with you. you're going to, for that one guy, like... Come on. Nonsense. Weapons of class four and lower have been authorized for use during the purge. Two. Um, it's the next year, actually. Yeah. Okay. Now, again, they mentioned population control. This is an illogical way to control the population. No. If the government wants to control the population, just murdering people one day out of the year. How about you start a war and then do the draft? I mean, there's about you know hundred I mean? million other ways the government could control the population to just if you're really that desperate, just indiscriminately kill the citizens it thinks are too, too poor to live in the country. Yeah. Are we forgetting? And this is something that can be said about all three movies. There are ramifications. Like, there's a next day after the purge. Right. When you try and murder your the neighbor cleanup. and you're unsuccessful, then they hold a grudge the next day. Everything isn't just forgotten in life. Right. See you next year. Like. Yeah. Well, right. See you next year. You. The whole neighborhood just tried to kill us. Right. Well, that's what I think is funny at the end of the uh, the first one when like she lets them go. You're like, ah, uh, because you'll have to live with the you know the thing that you tried to kill me, and now you can't do it until next year. Basically, right. I'm like, yeah, until next year. You're still going to be living here next year, and your friends I imagine. Until like, that day next year, and then move right, back like to what? Enemies? Move out, <laughs> get out of that town. <laughs> I yeah. did like the second one. It they started off with we finally get a little bit of info on the founding fathers, yeah, okay. which you get none of in the first right. movie. It's right. this like kind of, it's almost like a you know a Deus Ex <laughs> Machina of like yeah, there's this thing and they made this thing happen, and that's all you need to know for right. the movie. But I liked getting a little bit more of like, oh, we actually saw a guy on TV. But they change it immediately, it. though, because now... But then not even really. We don't get that much. You got, like, other poor people dressed in masks hunting other, like, hunting people. And you're like, well, what is this? This isn't the rich hunting the rich. Only later in the movie do you get that whole revelation that they were doing it at the behest of the, the rich people. The rich people were sort of hiring them to right. bring in specimens for their game. Right. For their... So... The rich are so lazy now, they're not even doing the hunting on their own. They're hiring someone to bring someone in that they can hunt in a canned hunt. Right. Which, to me, is just... And the the government is also collecting people, too. Right. But there's no real distinction so much. They they, Actually, they blur the distinction between 
rich people and the government. By the third movie, that's like the same thing. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, and it becomes like a cult. It goes from like a game and some joyous way of keeping everyone in check to a almost a, a quasi ecstasy ridden religious cult. Yeah. You know, really. It, yeah. I, I, yeah. I had a note about that of like, that goes a little too far. And when they, br- they the use that whole, when, they, when they bring them in, when those, those masked people bring them in, um, to the poor people's game. It's so the running man, for God's sake, it's a game board there. They send people in with guns to shoot them. Like it's, yeah. It feels like a real ripoff to me. Yeah. You cold bladders bastard. I'll tell you what I think of it. I live to see you eat that contract. But I hope you leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach and break your goddamn spine. Ah! The movie is just made poorly like the first one. It's dark, needlessly dark. It's loud, needlessly loud. When that guy, that uh, guy, he flirts with the two girls when they come in right before the purge, then tries to like attack the two of them. Yeah. As soon as the purge begins, right. predictably. Yes. Who else is going to attack them but that guy that of course, wanted like, them five eh, seconds? Eh, eh, who also, he, oh, that guy plays a gang member in like every other movie he's in. He's he, in like uh, he's Who's Almighty. He's, he's the remi- guy who gets the monkey gang. up the butt or whatever. That's not the same guy. It's the same guy. Is that really the same guy? Who's the landlord in this movie? That's not monkey up the butt. That's, that's the or the monster. monkey comes out of his butt. Did that monkey just come out your crack, man? Crack. I actually like the rich white people in this movie, the bad guys, so much better. Than the first movie because I'm like they're just cartoons now. It's hilarious. <laughs> like, like oh yes, and who would like this? It's such Dexter a rip off of the Running Man of the Hunger Games at this point with this right. oh this overly articulated white people talk and right. and Scott this directly connects to something we've discussed um, when we were talking about um, Taken. It presumes this crazy world of. Rich people doing horrific things, but in a nice way. They're dressed up in tuxedos, but they're auctioning off people as slaves to and murdered, to kill yeah. and to rape. It's just like hostile. It's just like yeah. taken. It's, it, it, I it's don't played think out. these places exist. Yeah, no, this that that, that concept is totally played out. Um, <laughs> I feel like they dressed a. Uh, uh, Michael K. Williams uh, from Omar from The Wire. Yeah, I feel like he's he's just like dressed as Spike Lee when he shows up at the end. He just looks ex- like I'm like, is this your you were going with you were going with Spike you. Lee here? I, I, I've said it once and I'll say it again. Wearing like the beret, total the... ripoff of the Running Man when Dweezil Zappa and the guy from what band is it roll in and liberate the TV station? <laughs> What's it? It's, he's from Mick uh, Fleetwood. Mick Fleetwood has the cameo in it. He's with Dweezil Zappa. They're revolutionaries. They roll in wearing berets. Yeah. They liberate the running man set. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Blessed be our new founding fathers and America, a nation reborn. May God be with you all. Purge election year. Now it's 20 years into the future, right? Right. And it's not work. Apparently, everything they've said in the I can't believe first... it worked for 20 years. Yeah, well, in the first two movies, they talk about how, how great a success it is. Yeah. By the time they get to the third movie, it's a terrible, it's not working. It's right. not culling the population. Not enough people are purging. Yeah. Well, you'll notice actually, and I did want to mention this quickly about the first and second movie. At the beginning, they tell you what the uh, uh, unemployment rate is. And in the first one, it's 1%. In the second movie, it's 5%. Uh-oh. And I was like, oh, so very clearly, this isn't working. This is just <laughs> not working at all. It's a stupid idea. So far, How did we get to this point? That's not so far from the real unemployment rate. Right. Yeah. <laughs> By the time we get to the third movie, the government's using the purge basically as a means to commit genocide just against like 
poor people. Yeah. M- minorities, but, it, but it keeps but those numbers down and looks good, I guess, is the... Like, with less people, you're like... But wouldn't those numbers... I, so it's not know, even really people... about... It's not even really about, like, these these rich people needing to get this aggression out. It's the government needing to do this for the sake of the country directly. Right. For population But it's purposes. so ham-headed. They begin it's, the movie yeah. where, like, that whole, like, cold opening, like, it's spring cleaning! And the guy announces it, and yeah. we're going after the senator. Just give me a break. Yeah, it was ridiculous. So half-assed. I do like now that they show that some services are now available. Um, like they're, you know, obviously that they're, they're not real ambulance, but they're, they're people electing to go around in an ambulance. Okay. They also had the guy going around with his body disposal, picking up bodies. Yeah, and, it gives them something know. to do, I guess, I suppose. And I was like, I, I, those little touches I like about like this kind of thing were like, all right, now you're actually trying to explain it a little bit. Yeah. But like, of course this kind of stuff would happen and people would, you know, once you had settled in and realized that this ain't going away, it's but, been you know, 20 I years. I never really settled in, Scott. I just, the whole movie I just felt <laughs> unenthusiastic. The whole thing, like, I didn't want to get behind it. It wasn't no. bringing me in. I just didn't, I distinctly knew I was watching somebody else's idea that wasn't really like yeah. working. I was really worried at the beginning, except for I do like that quick scene where her family gets kidnapped and they show her as a young girl. That's scary. Yeah, where he's yeah. got the, I've got this playlist and I'm going to yeah. play you a song. More like, scary. You're like, talking. oh, okay, that's a little something. More acting. But... I'm acting because it's, I'm crazy. Yeah, and it's, I'm wacky. It's so much fun to act crazy and yeah. so easy too. I think that's why clowns are so scary. Because they can go from like you could you have to literally do the same voice and you could be funny or that, scary. But it's a contrast because it's the smile that's hiding the real evil face. Right. That's the you know, right. the, 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 the evil face, face beneath. Yeah. The gacy beneath. Right. Right. So I was a little. I mean, I thought we were getting into trouble here, and then when they brought Frank Grillo back, oh. I was like, oh, thank God, Listen, Frank Grillo's here. I at least. knew there was no problem at all when Michael T. Williamson was brought in. Another big name. He's got his own little supermarket. Did I realize that he was going to be dead one instant after he was introduced? Of course. Of course he would have to be dead by the end of the movie. Right. Of course. Right. But real quick, did you happen to catch that extremely strange shot where they're showing things that are going on during the purge and down an alley a full guillotine has been set up? Oh, what was that (laughs) about? Yeah. And then there's the scene with like the pit and the pendulum which is running by in that whole fucking so weird. Yeah. You know what? Just People so, got really crazy. This is a it. podcast. And so obviously you can't get a visual. But it's so strange. Um, you know, we also of course put the podcast out on YouTube and we you know, I suggest anyone check us out on YouTube. Same name, Trilogy Podcast on, on YouTube. But I'm gonna put that as one of our pictures. You know, when we put up the podcast, I'll put a, a couple of random pictures on yeah. of some of the different things from our film. Yeah, half, I'm gonna put that up as one. It is, it is outrageous that for the sake of the purge, a full blown guillotine has been yeah. somehow constructed. This guy's been building that shit all year, in, like in waiting, back, like in mm. a back alley. What? I just want to see someone get guillotined. Guillotined. It's it for is... science. I'm doing it for science. It's so terrible. It's so terrible. <laughs> what made you apply for this position? I like your politics. No, I want a real answer. The senator really be questioning his tactics in saving her life. And further, while she's yeah. on, on the run for her very life, she's still talking about the election and she's not going to do this and do that, going to stop the purge if she's elected. Are you? There's a knife one inch from you. What? Run away first. Don't tell yeah. me about your platform. Right. Like, what, one thing first. <laughs> yeah. Like, first things first, you know? Yeah. Uh, do I even have anything too. else worth mentioning? Yeah, a couple minor things just to wrap it up, Scotty. Yeah. Um, Joe being killed, totally predictable at the end. Michael T. Williamson. Yeah. And if you look carefully... It's the exact same shot 
as Bubba's death in Forrest Gump. Really? When Bubba says, I want to go home, Forrest. That mouth up, kind of facing up, looking up with the eyes, it's the same shot. So Bubba <laughs> dies. <laughs> this actor dies in Vietnam as as Bubba. Yeah. And dies because of the purge. It's, neither thing is a good enough reason to die on camera. I mean, I, I mean they're good film deaths, you know? Nom. You know, no, that and that's kind of just it's, randomly it's, happens. It's like, oh, Gump, he's dead. Okay. It's Forrest Gump and Nom. It's not Platoon Nom. Yeah. It's not a yeah. Full Metal Jacket Nom. It's yeah, Forrest Gump Nom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can't keep paying you. You're dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, that's what I got here. Uh, I just wrote, once again, so dull. Yeah. Movies suck. Yeah. I really hate them. You know, it would be lazy for you and I to send Phil out and put him in a position where he's going to be purged well it'd be it'd be difficult so we're releasing this on halloween yeah so instead we came up with a great halloween idea for phil yes who am i kidding we're definitely going to put him in a very dangerous situation yes um, he loves halloween you know that it's like yes. his favorite time of the year um he dressed up as a, like a little werewolf man for halloween every year yes and he takes it, it very is. seriously so I thought that we would send him to a fun haunted house as like a, a goodwill gesture on his favorite day yeah, of the year. That's something he'd like. So I sent him to a local haunted house and um, I had him dress up in his costume, <laughs> part of the fun. But actually, it's not a local haunted house. Oh. It's just an abandoned house. Just a, an abandoned house that I, I found um, on, on the bad side of town. So I sent Phil there. Hi, folks. This is Phil Casal, your West Coast correspondent for the Trilogy Podcast. I had uh, previously agreed to um, something spooky for you. What am I? Th I feel like every fucking assignment you send me at, I get just horribly, horribly maimed. And now you think to put a salve over my suffering... You'll just assign me to dress up as my werewolf character, as you so lovingly called him. His name is Warren, by the way. And he doesn't just come out at the whims of madmen that send me to my doom week in and week out. Yeah, I'm not going to dress up as him. Warren is staying in for Halloween. And instead, I am going to sit back in my bathtub and watch The Bride of Frankenstein on this here laptop. <laughs> See? Who's making out <laughs> like like a bandit? <laughs> That's me. And uh hey, what What's a cat doing here? Alright, hey, kitty, get out of here. Kitty. Hey kitty, stop tapping that laptop. Hey, hey! Ah! Happy Halloween, Phil! Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Phil. More a trick than a treat, uh, I would say. But that's Halloween, isn't it? You never know what you're going to get. Never know what you're going to get over on the West Coast. Yeah. All right. For me, if I had to rank them in order, I'd go with um, the gradually descending one, two, three for me. Uh, again, I like the first one the best only because I like the originality of even trying this sort of new premise, this rule, this idea. Yeah. Like that fight scene. Um, I don't necessarily hate. Uh, the Lannister girl. Yeah. Lena, um, Lena, 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 he, nor do I necessarily detest the idea that the son 
um, would want to save the guy, and that kind of starts right. a lot of the action. I don't hate those ideas, but ultimately, these are three poor movies that just kind of get gradually stupider and more irritating as they go. Yeah, it's a failed trilogy. I agree. It is a failed trilogy. Uh, if I have to give an order, which I don't even really, it, they're all kind of crappy. Uh, but I really don't like the first one. I thought uh, it, it it gained a little something from showing us the whole world. Uh, once they got some money and could do that kind of thing, I think that kind of helped it out. I think centering it on one house was a bad idea because it's such like a it's such a big idea. It's such a big change. You want to see how the rest of the world is affected by it. So Especially I, if you're not going to put huge stars in the house, you're going right. to populate it with Ethan Hawke. It's like so. I guess I would say two, three, one. Wow, really? Two, three, yeah. one. Yeah, I really don't like the first Boy. one. Uh, I think it's a bad idea. And I don't and they like Ethan Hawke. I, I thought dis- it made I, it a little bit better. But. I don't like I don't like Ethan Hawke, but I don't dislike him that much. Yeah, I don't care. So we're him. seeing this premise through the eyes of who? Ethan Hawke. Oh, God. All right, well, folks, we hope. Uh, here at the Trilogy Podcast, that you have a wonderful Halloween. Um, yeah. Feel free to uh, get back to us with any feedback at all. Um, our email address is... Feedback at TrilogyPodcast.com. I haven't really checked it yet, but I have a feeling that when I eventually check it, there will be five to six important emails from you people. It's going to be overflowing. Fill up the box. Check it. Give us your opinions. We will mention it on the next podcast, and you have a fantastic Halloween, Scott. Give us your Halloween movie recommendations too. Why the hell not? Tweet them at us. Put them on our Facebook. And you know, email us. Maybe you should make a a scary Halloween sound to take us out today, Scott. A scary Halloween sound. Make a Halloween sound. Well, you always got to go with a nice maniacal laugh. That's your Halloween sound. Yeah, don't maybe a hooting owl. That's a Halloween sound. What's your maniacal laugh? (laughs) Here's my hooting owl. You're right. Yours is so much scarier than mine. Is is the owl actually saying the word hoot? Hoot. All right. Have a good day, guys.